What's up out there, all you blitzers? Welcome back to another All Out Blitz podcast with Jeff. And today is Wednesday, December 16th, where we will be talking the week 14 review. Yes. 14 all in the books. It was an interesting week of football. It was. Lots of, uh, I don't want to say a lot of surprises, but uh, a couple of games I think probably surprised some people. Some shifts in the current 2020 playoff picture. We'll talk about that a little bit later in this episode. Uh, but let's kick it off with, of course, Brady segment of his fun, random NFL facts. Fun yeah. facts, fun times, good times. Yeah. Go. Staff at number one, Patriots were almost called the Bay State Patriots. The Bay State but they changed it just because the initials the initials were the BS Patriots. Awesome. Really funny. <laughs> Number two is the Packers won three straight championships in 1966 to 1968. Awesome. I think that started with Super Bowl I. Uh, they won Super Bowl I, Super Bowl II. They did. Maybe it was the year. Was, maybe though. it was the year prior to that as well. I don't know when that was, though. So, number three, the pe- the Bears also had an undefeated season twice in 1934 and 1942. Well, the reason it's not talked about is just because they didn't continue into the postseason. Oh. So, they had undefeated regular seasons. Yeah, twice. I wonder how they didn't end up in the postseason if they were undefeated in the regular season. Maybe there was no postseason back then. Maybe. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All footballs were made in a factory in Ada, Ohio. Oh, all used footballs. Interesting. All right. And I'm pretty sure they're all like Wilson brand or something like that. I'm sure. Yeah. It's pretty popular. Number five, the Chicago Bears are the highest team to have retired jerseys. I'm pretty sure they have like 13 retired jerseys. Yeah, it's one of the oldest franchises, I believe it. Them yeah. in the them in the pack. Them in the Packers. Yeah. Cool. Is that your five? That was five. Man, that was quick. Yeah. Felt like three. Well, let's talk about week 14. Let's do it. We're going to talk about quite a bit here this uh, this episode. Yeah. I have some added stuff you don't even know about yet. Cool. <laughs> let's break down. Fun. Let's Let's break down uh, week 14. It started off last Thursday with a game that, uh, I don't know, I thought was going to be better. Ended up being a blowout. Patriots took on the Rams. Of course, the Patriots last week came out with a shocking, I don't even know what, over the Chargers, 45 they nothing. They come back to get blown out this week by the Rams, 24-3. to Held them to a field goal. I know what that feels like. I, <laughs> I thought Patriots were going to get shut out the way it was looking. Yeah. But the Rams make a big statement game, and McVeigh was like, you know what, it's not going to be a crappy game like that Super Bowl a couple years ago. We're going to yeah. put some points on the board. Yeah, I wish you just started their defense instead of the Packers. <laughs> that defense their was... defense got 21 points. Yeah, and fantasy. That defense was killer over the Patriots. They, Patriots offense couldn't do anything. No. Like anything at all. Uh, a good win for Rams, though. Yeah. They're they're making a strong case here, strong run for the playoffs. They're ready to go, I think. Yep. Uh, boy, Cam Akers had quite a day. 
best game as a pro yet. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but a big win for the Rams. Next game was the Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers. This was a high-scoring game, I think, for these two teams. The Broncos won this game 32-27. to Yeah. You didn't expect that, did you? No. Yeah. I didn't expect the Broncos to win. You know, the Broncos put together a really good game. They had a really good game plan to go against Carolina. Of course, McCaffrey was still out. I think Mike Davis got dinged up a little bit. And we'd see him hopping over to the bench the one time. Uh, Must got so. kicked in the junk or something. I don't know. But he was hobbling pretty good, <laughs> holding yeah. it, holding his groin. So he's, uh, I think he's good to go. I don't think, I think McCaffrey's going to end up being out again this week. But we'll see what happens. But a good win for Denver. I mean, for a team that cannot string wins together, for a team that one week looks absolutely horrendous, like they're just ready to throw in the towel, yeah. to this week, Something turned it around. I don't know what it was. We'll see and if also, they can. And also to like the fight that they had against Kansas City. Yeah, definitely. I've been playing some tough ball. Yeah. But like I said, I didn't expect any of these teams, either of these teams to put up points like this here. Yeah. I figured they were both going to be in the teens somewhere. Yeah. But 32-27, big win for the Broncos. This next game was a sh- I, I, quite a shocker. I say shocker because I, I don't think the one team is as good as what their record shows. And I feel like the other team should be better than what they are and what the record shows. The Texans traveled to Chicago to take on the Bears, and the Bears demolished them 36-7. to now, Of course, Will Fuller was out. I think Cooks was also out. So Deshaun Watson relying on himself, on Kiki QT. Deshaun also got dinged up in this game a little bit, so it was a rough go, but that Texans defense is just bad. They couldn't hold the Bears for anything. David Montgomery had a great game just running all over the Texans' defense. Yeah. So I guess it doesn't matter. Mitchell had it. We were talking about that, too. Mitchell had quite a a day. Yeah. Threw, like, four touchdowns, no picks. I think so. He was destroying that Texans' defense. He was looking real good, almost like his rookie year, which made him the starter then for the Bears. But uh, looking pretty good. Maybe this little downtime on the bench was good for him. In the Maybe. long run. I don't know. We're going to find out. I mean, yeah. he had a co- couple of good years there. Rookie year, second year wasn't so bad, and then something happened. He went downhill, and uh, we all know what happens then with bringing Foles in and Foles getting the start, and now Mitchell getting the start again. Hey, sometimes people need that little bit of a little bit of a break. Maybe it was too much for him too early, and now he's ready. Yeah. Um, next game, next game, Dallas Cowboys took on the Cincinnati Bengals. Dallas crushed them, 37. Yeah. Not much to say here. I mean, the Bengals are really short on talent right now. They are. I mean, they got T. Higgins. He's dinged up a little bit, just like most players in the league today. But he's dinged up. Yeah. Mixon is there. Quarterback is just non-existent, which is not good because it makes your team one-dimensional. Just not very good if you have to run the ball. Yeah. Um, Defense is bad. Defense is real bad. Dallas showed up, though. They played really, really good football, but it was against a really, really bad team. Uh, When they play somebody challenging, they don't do so hot. But uh, either way, it's a good win for Dallas to try to keep themselves in that NFC East uh, Turlet Bowl conversation to see who makes it into the postseason. So any win they get keeps them in the running. Uh, next game, Tennessee Titans at Jacksonville Jaguars. Titans blew them out 31-10. to 10. Yeah. This is the Titans team that I know. Yeah. Derrick Henry, trucking people. 
standing tall, not lowering his shoulder, but running people over, breaking tackles, and scoring touchdowns. That's how I lost in fantasy. Derrick Henry. He had he had a good yeah. game. He had a great game. And Corey Davis, you did not, dude. What happened? Like last week, it was, was like thirty something. Yeah, points. this yeah this week it was AJ Brown. It's just depends on what they what their game plan is. Did he like hurt a few times. AJ Brown. Yeah. Well, he played the whole game, I think. He had a great game. I mean, I think a hundred some yards, touchdown or two. It was it was a great game for AJ Brown. But that's that that seems to be the story with Tennessee is they have that running game and that's what the whole offense is focused around. And then you have AJ Brown and Corey Davis, and it's it's hit or miss. You know, one week one of them has a great a great game, the next week the other has a great game. They don't put that all around passing game where they spread the ball out. They don't need to do that, I guess. I mean, that's. That seems to be their mo. It's. I mean, we all know this offense is run and focused around Derrick Henry, but uh, when you got wide receivers like AJ Brown and Corey Davis, man, you got to let it go. Sometimes you got to put that ball up there. Next game turned out. It didn't seem like it was going to be a great game at first. They were getting dominated, uh, in my opinion. (laughs) Came back, made an interesting game, took a lead, blew them out a little bit, came back. This game I'm talking about is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. The Chiefs did end up winning this game 33-27. to From the very beginning, that Dolphins defense looks like it completely flustered that crazy Kansas City offense. They tackled Patrick Mahomes, or they sacked Patrick Mahomes for an NFL history, NFL record, longest sack. And if it was like 30-yard loss. Yeah. Um, a couple of... I think he ended up throwing three over the whole game. Um, multiple interceptions. Just had. Speaking of interceptions, two had his first NFL interception. He did. This this game was just it was unbelievable to watch. It was so much fun um, watching watching the team run the ball. Passing was great from both and sides. This, and this game definitely lived up to the hype too. It did. And and I'm, honestly, I'm just I'm. I don't want to say I'm surprised, but I'm I'm very happy to see how the Dolphins stuck with them. Now, Kansas City, we talked about weeks past, you know, they, they keep games close for some reason, but they win these tough games, and that's just who they are. But Miami being able to stick with them, Tua being able to stick with it and just and fight through, you know, his first NFL interception, as you said, but then come back and keep playing good football, put them back in a position to potentially go win, um, didn't happen. But that's a good sign for Miami to be able to do something like this. Go on that winning spree like they went on, Lose a close one to the reigning champs and the number one seed in the AFC. Um, bright future, I think, for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, like they were missing their starting linebacker, their their quarterback of the defense, Kyle Van Noy. I think that had something to do with it as well. If he was in there, it would have been a lot more interesting, and it was already interesting enough. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal game. If anybody has Game Pass or access to go see this and you haven't yet, definitely a game to go watch. Next game, Arizona Cardinals took on the New York Giants, and the Giants looked like the Giants. Car- uh, Cardinals won this 26-7. to yeah, Not like the Giants. I beat the Seahawks. No. Nah. It was pretty tough. <laughs> I think they put all their season's energy into that game against Seattle. Yeah. Um, not much to say here. Cardinals got to win, and it keeps them alive in the NFC West. Uh, next game was the Minnesota Vikings took took on the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa, and the Bucks won this game twenty six to fourteen. It was never really in doubt. Tampa had a good lead. Um, 
a little disappointed in the Vikings, to be honest with you. I know the record isn't that great. It's a lot of weeks they don't play all that well. I just I expect a little more from the Vikings at this point in time. Nobody's really dinged up or injured. They're dinged up, but they're not injured. I mean, you still have Thielen. You have possibly offensive rookie of the year, Justin Jefferson. You got Cousins. You got Dalvin Cook. That offense has to do something. But, of course, Tampa Bay's defense is very, very good. So it's 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 hard to balance that out. Minnesota's defense, not very good. So Tom Brady was able to have a day against him. Um, Tampa still in the hunt, of course. Playoffs, they got to win football games, especially right now, to stay – yeah, to stay in this conversation of possible possibly getting into the playoffs, it's uh, they got to keep winning football games. They do. Um, next game, not not a big deal. Scored a lot more points than I expected. Again, the Colts took on the Raiders. Colts won this game forty four to twenty seven. Wow. Rivers is stringing along a couple of really good games here. Yeah. Um, he's looking like the Philly Rivers of old, which is awesome. Uh, just kind of cool to see the Raiders looking terrible. The Raiders also fired their defensive coordinator, Paul Gunther, after this game. Not sure who's going to – I know they announced it. I'm, not, I'm just – I don't know who it is, but somebody else going to be calling defensive plays. It's an interesting move on John Gruden's part to get rid of Gunther. Uh, but, hey, that's life football, I guess. Yeah. Big win for Indy, though. They are up there with one of the top records in the AFC, so a big like, shift. This is the second week that I remember you saying that, like, it looks like this looks like the Philip Rivers of old. It really is. I mean, that's just, I don't know. That's Philip Rivers, you know. Yeah. Last couple of years with the Chargers, really downhill. A lot of interceptions, turnovers, bad decisions, trying to force the ball. It, it's almost like he's got a second second breath of air here with the Colts, second life, if you will, to uh, to show, show the league and show the world what he's got. And uh, he's a very good quarterback. Oh, what he's got left in him. Hey. He's getting older. He's just... We all are, man. But he is still... He's, he's old, though. And, but he is still throwing with the best of them, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, a dude's got, like, I don't know, 15 kids or something. I don't know. He's got a ton of children. I think our house is crazy. We got three. He yeah, literally... I think he, I think he literally has, like, 12 kids or something, which is just nuts. Yeah. But, hey, all the power to you, brother. Go for it. <laughs> um... Either way, big one for the Colts. Raiders taking on a loss. Good night, Las Vegas Raiders. Maybe next year. Yeah, I wasn't really that surprised whenever the Raiders lost because they barely they barely won the Jets. And, like, if the Jets didn't go on all blitz, the Raiders, no, they would have lost that game. They would have, yeah. yeah. And, they got, and they got demolished by the Falcons, which is really bad. It's awesome, though. Uh, <laughs> next game, uh, this was a blowout. Um Barely got points on the board, but the Jets took on the Seattle Seahawks. Jamal Adams taking on his old team for the first time. Seahawks, I don't won this game is is not even the right phrase, but they killed beat, the Jets. They beat the Jets forty to three. They beat them. They killed them. That was a tough game to watch. They, that was just they blew up those Jets. That was just the, the Jets team. It needs blown up. Those birds, those birds were flying into those engines and blowing up the jets. It was just ridiculous. I, how Adam Gase still has a job today is is beyond mind blowing. Yeah, we were talking about this one time. Like like the defensive coordinator makes one bad call and he yeah, gets Greg fired. Williams gets fired because of the bl- the all blitz on the final and that's call against one the Raiders. Call and Adam Gase has been doing bad like for the last like two years. I just don't understand how this dude has a job. 
I really don't. I mean, he was not good with the Dolphins when he was there. The Jets bring him on as head coach. He's done nothing but lose since he's been here. But then you have all these other coaches that get canned after one year, which is just annoying because you have to have yeah. a couple of years to try to gel with whatever players and coaching staff you have. And that's like that's like what happened with like Dan Quinn. Like like he was with us for a few years. He was with us for way too long. <laughs> after losing and losing and losing. So um, we'll see. I, if he honestly stays on until next year, I fully expect the Jets to keep losing. I, I don't care too. if they draft Trevor or not. They're still yeah. going to keep losing if he's the head coach is how I feel about it. Sam Darnold is a good quarterback, and if he gets moved to a different team, I definitely think under the right coach and the right staff, he'll thrive. I think he'll be a great quarterback in the NFL if he gets another good opportunity here. This is a bad opportunity for him. I don't him. really see a team like where he would go to, other than like the Giants is like really the only other team I really see him going to. I don't know who he'll go to, but because I think any other team really needs a quarterback. I think he'll go on as probably a backup somewhere, and then I'm assuming like I'm thinking like oh an injury will happen he'll get an opportunity and I think he'll make the best of it because I, he is a good quarterback. He is. I mean he's a very good quarterback he's and just, he's just like in a bad said, system not, and bad coaches. Yeah, like like you said, like he's just not under like the right coaching system. No, not but not by any means, and he doesn't have any weapons. He doesn't. I mean, goodness gracious. Um. Anyway, huge one for Seattle there. They needed yeah. that big time. Hopefully, they can use that as their get right game and and start putting some games together here. Yeah. Next game, uh, battle in the NFC North. Green Bay Packers took on the Detroit Lions. Uh, Packers won this game, not really surprising, but a little closer than I thought. It was 31-24, just win by a touchdown. Yeah. But uh, not much to say there. Not much to say in this next game either, other than sadness and disappointment. The Atlanta Falcons took on the L.A. Chargers. Chargers won this game with a last-second field goal with a win 20-17. to The score is about yeah. what I expected, to be honest with you. I was hoping it was flipped around. Atlanta had their opportunity to win this game. Matt Ryan did not have a good game at all. He threw, like, he threw like three or four interceptions. Threw three interceptions. Um, that's like, not him. I know there's a lot of fans out there calling for his neck, too. Just they're tired of him. But uh, he also, uh, I think it's the, he also has the, the most NFL passing yards in NFL history. Uh, he just passed, Peyton I think Manning. it was, I think it was yeah, Peyton Manning this past weekend. Uh, most passing yards NFL history in this first 13 years. Yeah, we were, we were talking about this after, and you said, like, if like if Falcons did win that Super Bowl, he would be a lock for the Hall of Fame. He'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer if they won that Super Bowl with his NFL MVP. Probably would have been the Super Bowl MVP as well. His records and his stats are shown for himself. People say stats are garbage. They don't mean anything. Yeah, they do. You don't know anything about football then. Stats do mean almost everything. When you're talking about... How if you get into the Hall of Fame or not, stats are everything. They are. And if you want to take a look at a comparison, Dan Marino is one of the greats. He is. He has zero Super Bowl rings. First ballot Hall of Famer. Matt Ryan is surpassing all of his records. Yeah. How is he not a Hall of Famer? Whatever. I just people don't like him for some reason. But anyway, Falcons lose a heartbreaker yet again, 2020. NFL season is just heartbreak yeah, in general. Our, yeah, and the rest of our season is not that easy. Bucks, Chiefs, Bucks. Exactly. So we got three more games to go. Um, we'll see what we do with our draft status here after these next three games. Yeah. If we lose the next three, we might have a top five pick. We'll see what happens. 
Next game was glorious. New Orleans Saints took on the Philadelphia Eagles, where Jalen Hurts gets his first start as an NFL quarterback. And, and a win. The, the Eagles win this game 24-21. Such an amazing game this was. You, didn't, you still didn't frame that score on your wall. I know. You need to. I know, I should. <laughs> Jalen Hurts played outstanding he did. against that Saints defense. I think his, his skill... His speed, his maneuverability in the pocket to be able to get outside and shake defenders was perfect for that crazy New Orleans Saints defense. And that Eagles defense absolutely smothered Taysom Hill and showed why he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Taysom Hill was 3-0. It helps you a lot when you play the Falcons twice and the defense is garbage. You play a decent defense that covers, and you got people on the front line, the linebackers that really rush because, again, the coaching staff calls the right plays. This is what happens. Yeah, yeah. Big, big win for Philly. Thank you, Eagles, for knocking the, sail, or knocking the wind out of their sail. Let's see if we can send the Saints home. They're, of course, doing very well in the NFC. They'll be in the playoffs. Fingers crossed they lose immediately. Next game. They always somehow find a way to lose it. <laughs> Next game, this team is is just is truly starting to impress me. The Washington football team beat the San Francisco 49ers 23 to 15. And they are now six and seven. They're on top of the NFC East. That's with six wins. That's okay. It's awesome. But they are putting together something special here. This defense, and I say it week after week now, the last three, four weeks, is unbelievable. That's only ever since they beat Pittsburgh. Chase Young had a, had a, a fumble return for a touchdown, um, a couple of sacks. He was just wreaking havoc on that Niners offense. Chase Young is now starting to look like the second overall pick because, like in the, like in the beginning, like of his, like in the beginning of the season, he wasn't doing, like, he wasn't doing like too bad, but he wasn't doing like what like everyone really thought he would be doing. But now he is like really. He played. Up. He played good football. But the cool thing about this is that the rest of the defense, Deron Payne, that linebacking core, Montez those Sweat. corners, Montez Sweat on the other side, they're all playing to their potential. They're all working together as a cohesive defensive unit, and this is how they're winning football games. It doesn't hurt that Alex Smith is playing amazing football. Now, he did get dinged up, and Haskins did have to come in. Haskins did not look bad. He looked, he looked really good when he needed to come in. Alex Smith is doing okay. I think he's questionable to play this weekend. We'll see if anything changes today, tomorrow, or Friday. Uh, but we'll see what goes on. But either way... Um, Rivera said, either way, Haskins will be ready. Uh, but Washington is really starting to look good here. And I think if they get Antonio Gibson back, he's made some good progress with that turf toe injury. We'll see if he comes back this week or next week. And another draft class, this team is going to be super, super impressive next year. I think that back, you think a backup thing's like working. He's got three backups now that you said was like doing decent. Got yeah. Hurts, Trubisky, said Haskins was okay. Yeah. It's a backup thing going on here. That's what I'm saying. If, if Darnold goes somewhere else as a backup and he gets an opportunity, it's going to be something similar. He has a. I mean, Darnold's a better quarterback than Haskins, in my opinion. If you if you if you compare their college career, Darnold's way better 
Haskins played one season for Ohio State. That's it. Darnold played multiple seasons at USC. Amazing college career. And and if he just needs the right opportunity. Um, super happy for Washington, though. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Next game was even better. What's that? Pittsburgh Steelers lose yes. two in a row. Yes. By getting crushed by the Buffalo Bills and MVP. are number one. And MVP Josh Allen. The Bills win over the Steelers 26-15. Chiefs are now number one because they are 12-1. and one. Pittsburgh is 11-0. and dose. So, huge win for Buffalo Bills on Sunday night football. Josh Allen didn't even need to have an MVP kind of a day. He had a so-so day. Diggs had a great day. It was amazing. I mean, it was, it was, it was first of all, you know, not hating on the Steelers right now. It was a good football game. It was. But Buffalo showed that they are a legitimate contender for that Lombardi trophy right now. Yeah. They're putting things together. They showed why Pittsburgh, their offense is not honestly all that well, all that great. Okay. They were able to screw up Big Ben so many times with pressure, with making bad decisions because of the pressure they put on them. Steelers defense is still legit. Still one of the best this year. Yeah. But my gosh, man, Josh Allen, Diggs, Beasley, Zach Moss and Singletary back there, that offense, they're playing really good football right now. They are. So kudos to that Bills team, Coach Sean McDermott. Keep doing your thing there in Buffalo. Love to see it. Final game was kind of a stunner. Monday. Monday night football. Baltimore Ravens take on the Cleveland Brownies. 89 points scored in this game, and the Ravens get the win 47-42. to Mar at halftime had to go back to the locker room and take a poop break. That's what they're saying. I believe it. Who cares? I don't know why it's such a big thing. You think that hasn't happened before in the NFL? It's funny. That's why people are talking about it. I just, just I don't get it. I mean, I mean, 47-42. to 42, That was ridiculous. After halftime, though. Lamar definitely did like come back and like start like th- like chucking the ball around. Oh, he's he played. Dude, what did I tell? Like what did I tell you a couple weeks ago? I think it's a little late, but it changed the last couple of weeks. I'd say the first like first two quarters, like quarter one and two, he was like slipping all over the field, so they had to like change his cleats. And then after that, he he looked like last. Put he studs like on those things. Year. Yeah, he, like, he looked like last year, Lamar. Yeah, the he last just, couple of weeks, he's re- since he came back from that COVID thing that he had. He's been coming, but he's been coming back. Yeah, he he's been putting the Jets on. He's been throwing so much better. He's been finding smoking gaps and tossing it. I mean, huge win for Baltimore to try to stay in this playoff hunt because yeah. they are really lagging there for multiple weeks. I think I think since it's only like three more weeks left, I think the highest they can really get now is just like the wild card. That's all they need. You only need an entry to make to make a splash. That's they, it. Yeah, an entry and dump truck Derek wants to end you. <laughs> exactly. Huge win for the Ravens. Disappointing loss with scoring 42 points and still losing for the Brownies, though. That's got to hurt. That one wide receiver, like Peoples Jones. Yeah. He's been, he's been doing great. He's been playing pretty well. He has games off and on the last two years. Uh, um, so like, the, like this season, ever since OBJ got hurt, he's yep. been doing like, he's been getting long grabs. He's been getting touchdowns. He's been getting everything. Yeah. Yeah, the Browns, I mean, they still put it together. I mean, when you put 42 points on a board, you expect to win the football game. Yeah. It should, the Ravens just put a little bit more on. So, I mean, it was a great great Monday night game. You love those high-scoring games. They're fun to watch. I don't know what's up with, like, Marquise Brown, though, because he hasn't been doing anything all season. 
Like he is, I think it's just the offense, to be honest with you. He is like he's he had a few games where he had like he had a field day, but other than that, like the rest of the season, he was just like no. Let me see here. He had fifty yards and a touchdown. That's not really like last year's though. Like last year, he had like over like hundred yards or something like that. Like, Mark Andrews is the big receiver at well, and he's a tight end, but he's the big target for Lamar. Mark Andrews runs that offense. Um, but, hey, way to go, Baltimore. <laughs> way to keep that yeah. up. Um, <clears throat> let's get into a couple of things here. First is, let me find where I'm at here. Players of the week. You want to do players of the week first? Sure, NFC. Players of the week. NFC. NFC. Special teams. Player of the week. Punter. From the Washington football team, Tress Way, yet again. Has a way. This is multiple times he's won this isn't award. It's like the third time he's won this. I don't know. But he had eight punts, one of them inside the 20, net punt yardage of 47.9 yards, 48-yard average. 58-yard uh, punt was his long in this uh, this week's win. Wow. Uh, NFC Defensive Player of the Week linebacker from the Arizona Cardinals, Hassan Reddick, five sacks, three forced fumbles. Wow. He was a destroyer of men on the football field this destroyer. week. The NFC Offensive Player of the Week, rookie, rookie running back from the LA Rams, Cam Akers, 171 yards rushing. 23 yards receiving for a total of 194 yards from the line of scrimmage. Breakout game for that young man. Happy he to always, see that. He always has games, aside, aside from, like, Henderson, I think. This was his biggest game of his career so far. Yeah, of a rookie, too. Unbelievable game from Cam Akers. Let's move on to the AFC Players of the Week. Special teamer from the Denver Broncos. Punt returner. Deontay Spencer with an 83-yard punt return for a touchdown. Sweet. That's what he did. That's what he does. <laughs> uh, AFC Defensive Player of the Week, cornerback from the Indianapolis Colts, Kenny Moore. Five tackles, one interception, wow. one forced fumble. He was all over the field, including that amazing leaping one-handed pick in the end zone. That is all over highlight reels right now. Go check that out if you haven't seen it. Kudos yeah. to Kenny Moore. AFC Offensive Player of the Week quarterback from the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. 65% completion percentage, 163 passing yards, 124 rushing yards, three total touchdowns. Yeah. Those are the players of the week. Yes, now let's take a look at... Leaders. Leaders. Passing. Through week 14 in the NFL. You want to take a look at passing. That's what we always do. Russell Gage threw a touchdown pass. I know. It's awesome. Wide receiver from the Falcons. Let's take a look at uh, passing yards. Number one. Josh Allen. Reigning MVP Josh from Allen. the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes with 4,208 yards. Number two, Deshaun Watson, 3,761 yards. Number three, Aaron Rodgers at 3,685. Also tied with Rusty Russell Wilson, 
3685. And number five, Matt Ryan with 3660. Now, by the way, number six, future MVP Josh Allen. MVP Allen. Uh, touchdowns, quarterbacks. Number one, Aaron Rodgers with 39 touchdowns. Number two, Rusty Russ with 36. Number three, Patrick Mahomes, 33. Number four, Tom Brady with 30. Number five, UConn Cornelius from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger with 29 touchdowns. Leader interceptions never changes. Also didn't change because he didn't play. Carson Wentz with 15. Number two, Drew Locke with 13. Number three, there's a tie between Kirk Cousins and Rusty Russ with 12. And then a tie between Goff, Brady, and Matt Ryan all with 11. You know, you know what's weird? Is that, like, a quarterback like Rusty Russ, like, you don't expect him to be throwing, like, that many interceptions. That's a lot. Yeah, like, just, like, look at, like, compared last season to this season, like. And here's the interesting thing. Here's the interesting. If Matt Ryan didn't throw three picks this game, he'd be down tied for 18th place, not tied for fifth. Wow. <laughs> so, terrible game. Uh, from him going on there. But let's take a look at uh, receiving, right? Receiving yards, number one, Starscream, DK Metcalf with 1,180 yards. Number two, Stephon Diggs with 1,167. Number three, the Cheetah, Tyree Kill with 1,158. Number four, D Hop with 1,155. Number five, Devontae Adams with 1,144. Touchdowns, there's a tie between Cheetah. Devontae Adams, both with 14. Adam Thielen, number three, has 12. Number four, Mike Evans from the Bucks has 11. Number five, DK Metcalf with 10. Wow. Absolutely crushing at that dude this Megatron year. Megatron Jr. No, Starscream. Megatron Jr. No, yes. no such thing. Uh, rushing, yards. Yeah. Number one, dump truck Derrick Henry. 1,532 yards, my gosh. Number two, Dalvin Cook, 1,352 yards. Number three, rookie running back from Jacksonville, James Robinson with 1,035 yards. Number four, Rojo, 900 yards. Number five, Nick Chubb, 881. Touchdowns, there's a tie between Dalvin Cook and Dump Truck Derek. caught it. With 14. Number three, rookie Running back from Washington, Antonio Gibson with 11. Probably higher if he played this week. Uh, number four, Kamara with 10 touchdowns. And then there is a one, two, three, four-way tie with nine touchdowns between Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley, Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs. Those are your leaders Yes. from including week 14 in this NFL season. Yeah, yeah. One more thing I want to talk about. Let's begin this conversation. It's going to go on for a couple of weeks, probably, right? right. But let's let's give our take on this. Let's talk about potential offensive and defensive rookies of the year. There's a couple options here, in my opinion. Let's take a look at offensive rookie of the year first. Burrow got hurt. He's out. Okay. He wasn't going to be in there anyways. He's going to be in the conversation. No matter no matter what, he would have been in the conversation. Here, in my opinion, is 
Here are the options for offensive rookie of the year. Justin Herbert, always going to be in there. He's a quarterback, and he's playing well. Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, James Robinson, Antonio Gibson. Those are my five that should be up for that award. I only have like four I'm thinking about. It'd be Herbert, Jefferson, Antonio Gibson, and I guess only three. James Robinson's been having a better year than Antonio Gibson. You just don't hear about him because he plays for Jacksonville. I I honestly feel like James Robinson has a legit shot at winning that award. So does Jefferson. I agree. I think they all do. That's why they're in the conversation. But I, th- if I had to choose one, which is so difficult right now, I would honestly have to choose between James Robinson and Justin Jefferson. And I tout Herbie all the time because I love Herbie. I love what he's doing there with the Chargers. But the year that James Robinson is putting on the board right now is unbelievable. He is carrying that team, not to wins because everybody else is terrible, but he is carrying that football team to being in football games. I know my defensive uh, rookie Let me add a little bit more to this before we go to defense. Right. James Robinson, by the way, I just mentioned for yards, has 1,035 yards. Okay? Right. Antonio Gibson, 659 yards. Antonio Gibson has 11 touchdowns. Robinson has seven. But that is almost a 500, well, 400-yard difference. Robinson is having an amazing rookie year. When you look at wide receiving grades and you look at rookies, you look at, I mean, Jefferson, I think, is above all, but T. Higgins is also very, very close. Um, I mean, Jefferson has over 1,000 yards. Higgins has 778. Higgins also had a rookie QB and garbage QBs the last couple of weeks, or Jefferson has Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Some people don't like him. I do. Jefferson has seven touchdowns. Higgins has five. Very, very similar. I think Jefferson is above. But I, I, That's why I said I think my pick would have to go between Jefferson and James Robinson for those. Now, if we take a look at... I think both of our number ones would probably be the same. Who do you... Th- you think it's Jefferson, right? Uh, I'm talking about defense. I'm oh. About offense and, yeah. yeah. Let's take a look at... Defense, there's a couple of options. I know my number one is. I know who yours is, too. Yep. Well, it's also going to be mine, and it's safety from the Panthers, Jeremy Chin. I think he should be, without a doubt, because defensive rookie of the year. Because he broke not only a rookie record, but also an NFL record for like back-to-back pick sixes. There are fumble recoveries oh. for touchdowns. Oh, I thought pick back-to-back plays, though. Um, a couple of other guys that deserve to be in that conversation is safety uh, from Tampa, Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah. He deserves to be in that conversation. I think with the recent uptick of production, I think Chase Young is going to be in there. Um, what about Tristan Wirfs? It's, you know, well, he's he's offensive. 
Um, defensive side, I mean, honestly, if I had to, I'd put A.J. Terrell in there. And it's not because I'm a Falcons fan, but when you look at what he's done this year, he's had an amazing rookie year. Um, one of the best out there, actually, for defensive overall grades. If you look at a base defensive grade of all defensive rookies with 50% of snaps, he is number two behind Chase Young. He has had an unbelievable rookie year, and he's played in 11 games. So A.J. Terrell also deserves to be in that conversation. Honestly, those are the only ones I think that should be in there. Plain and simple. Um, I'm going to have to honestly go. I'm going to go Jeremy Chin, and I'm going to go James Robinson. Justin Jefferson. Figured. We'll see if that changes over the next couple of weeks. Maybe. But I want to give James Robinson his due because I don't think he's getting enough credit for what he's doing just because of the team he's on right now. But he's having such an unbelievable rookie year. I think even if he was on the Jets, he might have actually been a lot more credited because he's the best player on there. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best player on Jacksonville too, though. Um, yeah. That's it for week 14 review. Or week 13. 14. Fourteen week fourteen review is just about in the wraps. Let's talk about one more quick thing. It's going to take two minutes. Current playoff positions, playoff picture so far. Four teams have clinched playoffs spots. Yes, the Chiefs and the Steelers in the AFC ranked one and two. Uh, NFC clinched Packers Saints all clinched playoff spots currently. The other teams, if the season ended today in the AFC would be the Bills, the Titans, the Brownies, the Colts, and the Dolphins. All teams are worthy to be in there. The NFC, the Rams, Washington football team, Seahawks, Tampa Bay, Cardinals. Again, all teams are worthy to be in there. The teams that would not make it today. Eagles. Hold on. NFC East. Ravens, Raiders, Patriots, Broncos. NFC, Vikings, Bears, Lions, Niners, Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, Panthers. Six teams have been fully eliminated already. No chance. And that's the Jets, the Jags, the Bengals, the Falcons, the Chargers, and the Texans. The Texans. Yeah, there are a few. There are a few names out of all those football names you said. There are a few out of all those that, like, if you picked them out, they would probably, like... Be it that, like, in plain sight, they'd probably make the playoffs. It's crazy. Yeah. But that is the playoff picture as standing today, December 16th. Um, But, yeah, so that wraps up the Week 14 review, folks. We'll be back tomorrow with the Week 15 already preview. uh, Tomorrow to talk about that. And uh, hope you all have a great rest of your evening. And we'll see you back here tomorrow. Peace.